Khaled, check us out, right? I know we global now. Worldwide, 305. But I see that they trying to bring down the movement. But I'm telling everybody in the crib, they can bet on me. One time, Lou Diaz. Put your money where your mouth is, bet on me. Put your money where your mouth is, bet on me. Put your money where your mouth is, bet on me. Put your money where your mouth is, bet on me. What's going on? Welcome to the All-American Chelsea Podcast. I am the captain, the leader, the legend of all things you see. All-American Chelsea, what's going on? It's your boy Christian coming back again to you live from beautiful Miami, Florida in the good old U.S. of A. I had to open up this podcast um, with this song right here. This song right here is from Pitbull off of DJ Khaled's album, We Global. It's called Defend Dade, and I think it's absolutely appropriate after Miami Dade County legend George Masvidal went to London and absolutely sparked Darren Till in the second round timestamp 305 literally God's plan you can't you can't write that shit man you cannot write that shit Miami-Dade County legend 305 representer going to London not playing any games came out you I knew I knew George Masvidal was up to no good when he came out to the Scarface music for those of you who don't know an absolute classic of a movie Scarface with Al Pacino from the 80s and and he came out to the Scarface music I said this guy is not playing any games and he put the city on his back and he represented for all of us for all of us dude let me tell you something about George Masvidal I've been a George Masvidal fan from going back 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 to the days when he was a backyard fighter I knew about him since that back then because that's when I was training. That's when I was running in those circles. And he was back in Freestyle Fight Academy. I was supposed to train at Freestyle Fight Academy, but it was just too far away from my house. So I didn't go to that school and train. But I had friends that was training with him, coaches that were coaching him. That's how far back I've been a George Masvidal fan going all the way back then. And it does my heart so, so proud to see him representing for all of us, for all of us in Miami, all of us. And, and, uh, you know, and even bigger than that, representing, bro, this guy came up in the backyard, came up with Kimbo. I remember watching those videos online. It wasn't, I, I don't think I saw him on YouTube. We had to go and, you had to go and find them online. I remember seeing the Kimbo videos at, at, at barbershops and George on there. So, shout out to George Masvidal, an absolute Miami legend, uh, just a legend of the hood, legend of the streets, just an absolute legend, man. So, what's going on, everybody? It's been a minute that I haven't gotten to you, um, and that's by design. Um, 
I'm somebody that I, 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 it's easy for me to get overwhelmed. Let's, let's talk the real man. Like it's easy for me to get overwhelmed. Um, when, when I start seeing too many things on my plate, I have to just boom, pause, hit the brakes, pump the brakes. Let's start breaking this down. Let's start getting, you know, bit by bit. And I needed to do that. Uh, because I would much rather give you guys the show that I want to give you as opposed to putting out bullshit. And the mental space that I was in, uh, it was just like, yo, we need to take a breather right here real quick. Let's, let's, you know, let's reassess and let's break this down. This situation, I'm nothing serious, nothing serious. It was just a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of input coming in at once. And I had to take a break, but we back, we back. Um, so it's been a minute since I talked to you guys, bro. Last night I saw, yeah, last night, yesterday, yesterday, I went to go see the Captain Marvel movie. Oh my God. So in the rankings of Captain Marvel, um, where do I put it at? <sighs> it's average. Uh, it's average. You know what? I look at, uh, like, I looked at the Captain Marvel movie as you have to, you, it, it needed to be put out. It needed to be, um, released for, to set up the Avengers. So I watched it. Um, I knew what I was going to get. I knew I wasn't going to get the Black Panther. I felt Black Panther was a great movie for like Marvel movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Black Panther wasn't the greatest movie of all time. It's not. It's a great comic book movie. It's a very good comic book movie. Um, it's not one of my favorites, uh, that goes to Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, Avengers. Um, for me, those are I like those movies a little bit more. But Black Panther, out of all the solo movies, I would say Thor Ragnarok. Even is right. I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed Black Panther more than Thor Ragnarok. But the point I'm trying to make is those are the better solo origin movies like you know for the marvel franchises and i and i think captain marvel wasn't up there but it was a good introduction it was like i didn't enjoy like ant-man the first ant-man i was like eh, whatever um the second thor like the dark elves or whatever i wasn't i feel like all the, all the marvel movies with the exception of iron man and the second captain america was it captain america winter soldier i felt like those that's when it started going up and up and up so captain marvel is not on the better end of of the marvel movies but it's uh, it was right there it was a good movie it was a good movie i'm not gonna spoil it for you guys um but it definitely like i i cannot i cannot wait i cannot wait for avengers endgame i'm watching everything everything that there is to watch about avengers endgame i'm watching it i cannot describe to you the excitement i have i can't even describe to you the excitement that i have for the month of april let's break this down month of april we have avengers endgame at the end of the month we have the start of game of thrones <sighs> My body is not ready for Game of Thrones. I cannot get enough of that show. It's been I, I, it's been 
it's been my favorite show since I started watching it. Season one, bro, I haven't missed a second of Game of Thrones live since season one. Season one, episode one, my wife and I have watched every single episode live. We haven't missed one. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And it's right around the corner, April 14th. April 13th, UFC 236. God damn, that is a fight card. That is a card in a half. I can't wait for that. Avengers Endgame. What else is coming out in April? There's so much stuff coming out in April. Of course, we have, you know, football. Of course, we have, the, I think, NBA playoffs is happening. There's so much stuff in April coming up. That's a monstrous month. Monstrous month. And I can't wait. I can't wait. We're almost here. So, going back to Game of Thrones. The other day, I had a moment where literally, I had like an hour and a half of parenting that if my wife and I had a camera crew following us the and, and you guys saw the footage the only conclusion would be that my wife and I are the worst parents in the history of parenting the worst so my son it was uh St. Patrick's Day they had a St. Patrick's Day something or other it was Friday it was leading up to St. Patrick's Day and happy, shout out to all the Irish and anybody celebrates St. Patrick's Day um shout out to you happy St. Patrick's Day shout out to Conor McGregor Slapping people's phones out of their hands and looking at them, stomping on them and looking at them and saying, you'll do fucking nothing. <laughs> Bro, that dude, they got his phone slapped out of Conor McGregor, out of his hands by Conor. I don't know. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to speak out of school, but he just looks like he was instigating the whole shit. He just looks like a dork, like an asshole. Like I I'm just not that guy. I'm just not that guy to see a celebrity, to see a, you know, and, and and just like, bro, these people are just like you or me. And to mob a celebrity, like like I don't I don't get it. Like don't don't get me wrong, I'm not above it. Like I'm not saying that I wouldn't get starstruck or whatever like that, but you got to like I believe that there's a, a, a you there's a line that you don't cross. You know what I'm saying? Like like I am a fan of Conor McGregor. I'm a fan of, you know, Eden Hazard and all the players of Ch- Chelsea Football Club with the exception of a handful Marcus Alonso or wouldn't walk right past your ass. I'm a fan of of whoever I'm a fan of, but I'm a fan of them at work you know what i'm saying and like if they're in a work event like if i met conor mcgregor at a ufc event at a proper 12 event and he was signing autographs or whatever i would feel cool to be like yo what's up conor ba 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 bbb or you know substitute conor with anybody else i would be a fan like you know and say what's up to him but to to see them out when they're not working and to like kind of like you know like feel the need or feel like like like, I have the right to approach them like that. Just be like, yo, what's up? Like, whatever. I, I don't. I don't know, man. It just feels kind of like, like I just I wouldn't. It's just not me. Now, don't get me wrong. I used to back when I used to work at the I used to be a poker dealer back when I was in college and I worked at the casino and a bunch of NFL players. I've met point being i've met a bunch of celebrities like especially athletes not necessarily celebrities but mostly athletes um and 
I just feel like 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 hey what's up whatever like and give them like you know like if I met a celebrity or an athlete and they're with their family I wouldn't even say anything just a head nod or whatever and keep it move keep their space like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even feel in, like it would be cool to to get into that world you know what I'm saying if I saw like Connor out and about you know peace what up what a head nod or whatever like acknowledgement and just keep it moving but to feel like I can go up to them and just put my phone in their face like that just to get a picture or like to interrupt like a like a celebrity's inter- eating or at a restaurant and to just interrupt them like that like I don't know I, I, I don't know like I say that now like I say that now but I I hope I wouldn't I haven't done it and I hope I continue to in that moment to act like that like recently um not too long ago I met two UFC fighters um in the mall one was Joanna Jacek and the other was Andre Arlovsky I was walking through the mall whatever and I see Joanna Jacek at the time she was training to fight to rematch rose nama is that what it was either way and i was like hey yoana and i just you know put up the two fingers hey what's up and i wave and she came to me like oh yeah hey how are you she approached me so it was cool to engage uh you know and i took got a picture whatever and i asked hey can i get a picture whatever you ask and then the next situation was and she was cool with it you know the next situation was Andre Arlovsky. And in the mall, same thing. I was passing him. And I was like, hey, what's up, champ? And he was not about it. And that's it. Like, I didn't even dare to ask him for a picture. He looked pissed. He looked like fucking hell. I do not want to be approached right now. And I gave him his space. These are people, man. Just because we know them from their work doesn't necessarily mean that we can approach somebody after the work. They're clocked out. Like, what the hell? You know? So, I don't know. But either way, back to Game of Thrones. So, we picked up my son from school because he had a school event. And we, my wife was volunteering at the school event. And I felt like like when we, when we volunteer for his school, this happens a lot. Like when we volunteer for their school events, it's just these events or whatever happen right around lunchtime. And I just feel weird that I would volunteer. My son's all there and happy. He's only three. And, it, and like... To leave him there and we leave the room, he would he would just cry and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I don't I don't I feel bad, you know? So we pulled him out and we're on our way home and to eat lunch and my wife says like, Oh, let's stop at the store and get juice. Well the juice we were going like the the the, the office where I'm at is right next to Walmart. So we're driving past Walmart and we we're gonna go to the gas station to pick up, you know, juice or whatever at the gas station. Real quick, it was for lunch, you know? And my son was like, hey, hey, let's go to Walmart. He calls it the big house. Hey, let's go to the big house, big house, big house for toys. He loves getting toys. And he's and we're like, no, 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 we'll go later. And the kid started crying. I felt so bad. You know, like we didn't think ahead. Like, don't tease the kid by driving by Walmart because he thinks he's getting toys, man. And so he started crying. So I was like, nice job to my wife. You know, she was like, I know, I know it was a mistake. I didn't even think about it. You know, I didn't think about going this way. Should have gone the other way. So he wouldn't see the thing. He wouldn't, you know, get disappointed. So we go home, we go home and we're all eating lunch, whatever I'm eating, whatever it is I'm eating. And 
I'm still like I, I'm like ramping up for Game of Thrones. So I'm consuming all the YouTube videos, getting, you know, anything that I see Game of Thrones, I'm watching. So I start seeing a fuck spoiler alert. Uh, okay, so I'm going to start talking about a specific scene in Game of Thrones season seven. If you haven't seen season seven, do not listen to me. Do not listen to the rest of the story. Ready? Plenty of time. If you haven't seen season seven of Game of Thrones, I specifically know about somebody right now that hasn't seen season seven of Game of Thrones. They're on season six. Daniel, I'm talking to you. Do not listen to the rest of the story. Okay? Here we go. You've been warned. So I'm watching clips from season seven. And it's the where where Jon Snow and all the guys are getting uh they come up with the plan to go beyond the wall to get a uh, capture a white walker to bring it back to Cersei and King's Landing so she can see that the white walkers are real. So I'm watching this scene, you guys all know it. I'm watching this scene, and my son's in love with dragons, in love with dinosaurs. He loves everything about it. So he walks past me and my phone on the couch and he sees a dragon on my phone he's like whoa what is that he starts watching it so i then put it on the tv and i, I you know uh, use the chromecast on the tv and i cast it to the tv and he's watching it bah, 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 beep, beep, beep. and he's loving it loving it so i get the bright idea of putting more dragon content on the tv so i put the next thing on I put the next uh, clip on the TV, and it's the scene where Daenerys uh, kills all the Lannisters, where Jaime Lannister and um, what's this Bronn are there, and they have the Lannister army, and the Dothraki ride up, right? And they ride up, and if you guys remember that scene, Daenerys, you know, says Dracarys, and she starts lighting up all the Lannisters, and the horses are on fire. Well, my son. At this time is sitting next to me. I don't see his face. And I'm like, oh, he must be loving this. The dragons, bah, the fire. He loves it. He loves it. My wife comes up and she's like, Are you okay? What's the matter, baby? And I look and my son's crying, crying. The poor kid doesn't realize that the horses are are, are that it's fake. He thinks the horses are catching on fire and dying for real. I felt like such a dickhead. I was like, oh no, buddy. Oh my god. I felt like such a bad parent. Such a bad parent. He was crying for like 10 minutes and finally he got over it. We convinced him that it was fake and the horses were okay. And you know, I had to show him horse videos and stuff. I'm like, see, they're okay, man. They're okay. And he bought it, you know, but felt like such a bad parent such a bad parent but anyways what else do i got for you <sighs> i did not want to do this podcast i'm going to be honest with you guys and i said it well, during the interview i didn't want to be do this podcast this is the post-match review for chelsea versus everton and i get um uh, bizarro christian this uh, the dude that I have on, his name is Christian Polanco. He's a host of the Soccer Cooligans podcast, and he's an Everton supporter. We've been setting up this podcast for a minute, and I I don't know what Sari sees in Pedro Ross Barkley and Marcus Alonso. I really don't understand. I don't understand the love affair with the Three Musketeers. 
he he's playing it. Mauricio Sarri is playing a very dangerous game with his job. He's playing he's playing this game where he I I don't think he realizes or he he seems to realize one week that Emerson, you know, Ruben lost his cheek, even Kovacic. And anybody other than Pedro, essentially the three, the combination of those three is not a good combination. It's Pedro, Ross Barkley, and Marcus Alonso. They can't all three of them be on the pitch at the exact same time in must-win games. He's got to see that. He has to see that. And he, do, he apparently he doesn't. I would love to know what the hell, ta- the, the, what what are the tactics with those three. What does he see in his buildup, in his lineup? I would love to know because it's not it, man. It is not it. I get it why he wanted to start Ross Barkley. I really do. You figure Ross Barkley is going to be amped up, excited to go back to Everton. I would imagine that Ross Barkley sat down with Sorry, with sat down with the coaching staff and, and, and essentially pleaded his case to start the game, uh, whether it was, you know, uh, Saturday or Friday, whenever the case may be, even last week um, before the Europa League match. I would imagine he pleaded his case to start the game at Goodison Park. So it didn't surprise me that it was starting, but Marcus Alonso, motherfucker. Guys, guys, sorry. What the hell, man? What is it about this guy? I get it that he, he had a good game against Dynamo Kiev. I get it. I get it, but look who he had a good game against. Dynamo Kiev. Dynamo Kiev. He's supposed to have a good game against them. He's supposed to have a good game against Dynamo Kiev. He's supposed to be better than what they have on the field. He's a starting left back in the Premier League, or considered to be a starting Premier League uh, uh, left back Maurizio Sarri whether it was lip service or hype or whatever considered him one of the best left backs in the world his qualities his, his class whatever you might whatever you might want to believe his skills whatever you want to call it is better than Dynamo Kiev but it's not Premier League it's not the Premier League skills he cannot Marcus Alonso cannot start in meaningful games. In games where we have to win to maintain the race for the top four. I understand that we got an easy draw in the Europa League. I get it. I get it that we should be blowing past these teams. I get it. But just because we blow past Dynamo Kiev, just because we draw the the the, the, the team that we drew uh for the Europa League, uh, I don't even, I don't even have their names right now. Just because we draw these teams doesn't mean that these are the exact same teams that we're gonna play against in the final. We still can play Arsenal. We lost to Arsenal this year. We still can play Napoli. We still can play these top, you know, uh, the the better teams in the Europa League in the final and lose. So if you have two competitions, if the goal is to get to the Champions League at all costs, especially since we're facing a transfer ban, especially 
when we need to retool our lineup and we might not get a summer window. So we need to, you know, it'd be nice for us to play in the Champions League and 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 who knows and, and have a good showing to 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 display our team and and to give um and to give good competition for our youngsters or whatever the the lone army whoever and and, and you know it's going to be good for us to be in the Champions League next season. So if you have two competitions to achieve that goal, every game in both leagues is must win. To put all your eggs in the basket on winning the finale in the Europa League is insane when all you have to do, the goal is, yes, the goal is to win a trophy, but the ultimate goal is to be in the Champions League next season. You have two opportunities to do that. And for Maurizio sorry to lay an egg with the starting 11. I get it. The players play the game and the players are at fault. Ross Barkley, Alonzo, Pedro, the finishing. Uh, you know, I get it. There were stakes by the defense, by 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 David Luiz. This, that, I get it. But sorry is the one that picks the 11. Sorry is in charge of the man management. And to put out that 11... In essentially in the Premier League and essentially what is must win games from here on out is insane to me. I get it. You can put Marcus Alonso uh, in the Europa League, but he is not. He cannot be trusted in these team against these teams that are better than him. He got roasted all day long, toasted all day long against Everton by Richarlison all day long. Offers nothing offensively. Gets in Eden Hazard's way. Eden Hazard. The man that we need to score. And to 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 take to put this team on his back. You have a guy that impedes, you know, Eden Hazard. It's fucking insane to me. And Sarri keeps playing this game. For somebody that appears to care, that appear, that talks, you know, the, what was it, a few weeks back, says, I'm already planning for next season. Well, picking that 11 sure doesn't look like it. Picking that 11, picking Ross Barkley, picking Pedro, picking your three musketeers, Marcus Alonso, doesn't look like you're, you are thinking about the future. I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe he was thinking, oh, Richarlison is much of a is more of a physical presence, and he's a bigger guy. Marcus Alonso is a bigger guy. I I don't know if he was thinking along those lines, but that ain't it, man. Marcus Alonso is not it. He's not the guy. He could be twenty foot tall. He could be the mountain from Game of Thrones. He's not good enough. He's just not good enough. And now this is. The uh, away, this is another problem. As soon as we didn't score within the first twenty minutes, thirty minutes, I knew, I knew, we were gonna have big ass problems in this match. I knew it, I knew it. Especially away, we've lost. Bournemouth away, four zero. The next match was Man City away, six zero. Arsenal, what was it? 2-0, 2-1, whatever the case may be. We lost. Uh, we beat Fulham. Awesome. And now we've lost to Everton. 2-0. We're going... Listen, every... No matter how great... Right, Juventus just lost this weekend, okay? Anybody can lose. Okay? 
every team is going to lose. However, there are matches in the season. You can't give them all away for free. There's going to be a couple of games where you're just going to drop points. It is what it is. But Everton, Bournemouth, you know, uh, what was the other one that we lost? There was another one. I took a picture of it. Hold on. We should have gotten, here it is, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Man City, Fulham, and Everton. Everton, Fulham, and Bournemouth. You would at least assume that out of those three games, that is nine points in the bag. Minimum eight. I'll give you a draw. Minimum eight. Arsenal, toss-up. Man City, a toss-up. You following my logic, what I'm saying here? You know, against the top six teams, it's going to be a hard match. There's no guarantees. But against teams that we should win, those that's those guys should go in there knowing that, hey, out of this match, three points. Nothing else. We need to secure three points. And I don't know what it is that it, that's not the case. Sorry. Needs to understand that these games are important. You have to put out your best lineup. And Marcus Alonso, a combination, those three guys cannot play on the same field at the same time. Alonso, Barkley, Pedro. They can't. Look at when Kalamatsu Nadoi and Ruben Loftus-Cheek came in. So direct. They were going straight at goal. I understand that they were going, you know, they were doing all-out attack. On, like on FIFA, all-out attack. I get it. So, you know, they weren't necessarily caring about, I don't know if they were necessarily caring about their defense. Do you, you follow what I'm saying? But it's, it's night and day. It's night and day. And it just seems like this issue consist, it consistently reappears itself. You know, I agree with, with sorry, the mentality of the team. I do. I do. I don't know who's responsible for this mentality of the team, but something about these guys, man. Maybe it's the you know, uh, sorry. Maybe it's a combination of these players. I can see Eden Hazard going. Fuck, here we go, Marcus Alonso again. I already know what to expect and kind of be. You know, I I I can see shouldn't be. No player should be like that. No player should dip their head just because another player is playing alongside and they don't like it. None. No, 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 no. No player should be like that. You're a fucking professional. You give 100% at all times. Do not get my words twisted. I'm not saying that. But I can understand that sentiment. I understand. I understand. You know, I understand if if Sorry pulls uh, Eden Hazard aside or pulls some of the guys aside and say, look, look. I understand you guys don't like playing with Marcus Alonso. However, Richarlison is a huge, he's a big man. I need, at the very minimum, I need, I hope that Marcus Alonso is up for the task to physically be, you know, to be able to to, to hold off Richarlison. I, I understand that. I understand if, you know, Sorry's having these conversations with 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 some of the players like hey guys look i understand it but listen to where i'm coming from i get it but after that conversation is had these players need to you know pick their head up they have a job to do and something about it man i don't know what it is i don't know what it is i don't know what it is you know pedro 
he's too he runs around for no reason he he's constantly just dribbling dribbling too many touches with the ball too many touches with the ball and you know not being direct the first 45 I get into it in the in the interview I I, I just went off on a little rant there but I get into it in the interview it's just you know just to close up the the thought the first 45 minutes there was times that I could see okay these guys are finally playing in sorry system the passing was direct the passing was fluid but in the final third man it's not pass 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 the object of the game is not to pass the ball left right and center uh, and accumulate the most amount of possessions and most amount of passes at the end of the game the object of the game is to put the ball in the back of the net more times than your opponent and these guys are not, for whatever reason, they're not doing it. They're not doing it at a consistent rate. And I know it sounds crazy after we put up seven against Dynamo Kiev. I know it sounds crazy. However, we're supposed to put up minimum seven against Dynamo Kiev. Minimum. So, that's all I got. Um... On that end, let me get into the interview, uh, and I'll talk to you guys on the uh, back end. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy here with, I think, <sighs> Christian, I... <sighs> are we twin? like, in, are we Bizarro twins? Like, like, I feel like we're Bizarro twins. Christian, were you born in the, U- in the United States, yes or no? I was born in the United States. Bro, me too. Your name is <laughs> Christian. And That's you're right. Dominican. And you're, I mean, technically you're American. Like me too. <laughs> but we're bizarro. I think I think we're like in an alternate universe, we're twins. For sure. For sure. I'm here with Christian, co-host of the Soccer Hooligans podcast. An American Dominican named Christian based out of New York. Stand-up comedian and a fucking Everton fan. <laughs> Nobody's perfect, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, as soon as the whistle blew, I'm like, I really don't want to talk to this guy. <laughs> I I really don't want to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. But it is what it is. <laughs> talk to me, my brother. What the fuck happened today? Uh, I mean, look, I'm not used to Everton winning games. Uh, that's not that that has not been this you know what 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 it's been like this season and then when you had asked me to to talk to you to join you on the podcast i'm like i i i looked at the calendar i saw i'm like oh against chelsea let's uh, you know what usually as uh, because i'm a comedian i can find ways to at least find some humor in in how bad everton's season has been uh and I, and I thought that's what I was sort of going to do. I thought I was going to be like, oh, this, you know, the bizarro Christian is going to is, is going to roast me about how good Chelsea is and how bad how bad Everton is. And I didn't expect this. So this is this is weird for both of us in, in, in different ways. It, it, this is I mean, <sighs> Everton went into Stanford Bridge early this year and, and pulled off a draw. Um, I think what? You the last the last time we played you guys it was another draw so I I can't I don't fucking know bro like I look 
I, I think it's uh, the 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 energy, the positive energy comes from uh, Everton fans just booing Ross Barkley every time he touches the ball. Like that is, I think that's that's the source of our strength. Uh, you know, Ross Barkley betraying us uh, has made us stronger somehow. But I, look, it's it's tough to explain because especially in that first half, there's no reason why Chelsea didn't score. They were. Everton couldn't even touch the ball. They they looked like uh you know the, uh, like a, cha- a, a a championship club against a, a, a you know a, a, you know a, a, Euro, a club that plays in Europe. Chelsea yeah. should, should be better uh at all you know across the board than than Everton. But look, if you keep they're just one of those teams that if uh, if you just if they hang around, uh, they could burn you. So. And and it helps to have Jordan Pickford. Pickford without oh Pickford, God. Everton would be just they would be fighting for relegation. Oh, like first of all, there is something about certain keepers that as soon as they play Chelsea, it's like it's like their FIFA rating goes up by an additional <laughs> fifteen points. Jordan yeah. Pickford has been burning Chelsea's ass since going back to Sunderland. Before <laughs> I, he was, uh, he's always been a keeper that I'm like I really. Here we go. Here we go. This guy put before the match. I see him. He gets out. He gets out, you know, cement. He gets out some bricks and he starts just piling up bricks in front of the the, 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 the goal. And he just turns into a brick wall. The same thing going back uh, a few years ago, uh, a bunch of years ago. It, I hated playing against Tim Kroll. Tim Kroll of Newcastle yeah, used yeah. to burn us every single goddamn time save after save after save always <laughs> always yeah jordan pickford, pickford no different pickford is uh fascinating especially after after the world cup he had mm-hmm. which, uh, you know now he's like he's like on every huge club's radar but he is what well, watching him play for everton after watching him in, play in the world cup i'm just like yo that's our guy he's gonna be incredible and then you know he is incredible, but when you see him play for Everton, sometimes I feel bad for him because like the 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 backline that he has does not deserve a keeper like Jordan Pickford, right? They make I mean, look, they had a good game today to some mm-hmm. degree. I think you know I think it was a lot of luck uh, uh, as well. You know, a couple you know Hazard missing a couple chances, mm-hmm. Pedro missing a couple <laughs> good chances. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, they. Everton for for the the kind of club that they sort of they always represent themselves as this like blue collar, uh you know the the working man's uh, club or whatever they 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 try to differentiate themselves. Not Liverpool, Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> but not exactly. But they are they they they, they don't have the, the last couple of years they don't have that that grit that they normally used to show, and it doesn't help that they've had like five managers in like three mm-hmm. years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, that's I worry about uh, how long Pickford is actually going to be there uh, because of, of of how bad they're like. It's just like there's not enough like positivity coming out of the club. There's not there's nothing to look forward to. Once Lukaku left, like who is going to be that person that's going to get some goals? Where who can we look to? Richarlson. And, but he's he, he not he doesn't I'm, have the consistency that Lukaku did. Of course, that's true. Close. That's true. Uh, so it's just like there's nobody. Look, even when Lukaku was there, they 
Everton made it to uh, Europa, but you know this was this was the, the he left. I, I believe he left in the summer. Uh, Last before summer. they played, where they I think they they played in Europa League. I don't know if, you, if Lukaku even played. I don't even remember, but whatever. They they were they got demolished in, in Europa League. They they were just awful. They, there was a, the, a terrible result against like Atalanta and all these. So the 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 club can't they can't move forward. They're they're just. They, they're, they're never going to go backwards, right? They're always going to be in, like, 7th through 10th or 12th place. Yep. They're, you, they don't have to worry about getting relegated. They're never going to be, uh, you know, top six. So it's it's frustrating when there isn't, like, when, when you have good talent like Jordan Pickford, but nothing, you know, there's not, that, that he's not surrounded by uh, uh, players that can, can, take, can move the club forward. Yep. No, no, no. I, I, uh, I hear what you're saying. I mean, this summer, I mean, you guys, what was it? Not this summer, last summer, you guys, or was it this summer? That you, no, last summer, where you guys had Jordan Pickford, you guys signed Jordan Pickford. This summer, was signing Rick Charlson. Um, I've always been a fan of Gil Sigerson. Um, yeah. You know, they, you guys got a squad that unfortunately is right there, is always right there. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, fifth pay, through I'm, tenth, somewhere between there, they're gonna end up on a good season, fifth, on a bad season, <laughs> right around ten, and never enough to kind of creep into the top four. Um, on paper, they should be fine. They should be a good team. They should be actually, uh, you know, I, you know, I should have been a contender. They should. That's <laughs> what they should be. But they never are. Uh, it's frustrating. I mean, it's worse for. Chelsea, right? I mean, they go. It's like the the the, the oh back the back and forth of like winning the league and then then worrying about getting relegated. The like it's stuff like that that you know, as a Chelsea fan, it can't be any easier because you're you're uh you know if, if Everton is like constantly fighting with uh uh like w- trying to figure out where they belong, Chelsea has to deal with that as well because all, you know is Chelsea a a, a team that should be fighting for uh, you know winning the league or or are they battling are they happy with just top four like it's it's such a strange situation that uh they have as well i don't i i I have no answers for you i have no answers for you (laughs) it's like I, i i i always say this chelsea is an elite club or so we're told slash sold that chelsea is an elite club you look at it on paper and you look at it from the outside and you say, God damn, this, this, if, if I didn't know better, this is one of, or if not the best team in the world. However, when you start pulling back layers, in my opinion, and, 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 you know, don't get me wrong. I love the club with all my heart, but there's decisions. There's things that are done within the walls of Chelsea that forget about footballing sense. They don't make business sense at all. And it's just like, I just want to grab anybody that's involved and just slap them around and be like, yo, wake up. Like you have Eden Hazard, Eden Hazard. I feel so bad for him. And it has more, even more to do than with Chelsea. First, he has come at the wrong time. He is too old to be considered like part of the new wave with Mbappe, even with Neymar. He's too old yeah. for that, even though he's only a year older than Neymar. You know, but yeah. he's too 
he's too young to be on Ronaldo's and Messi's like com- that comparison. He's like in this little gap that's that's like does him no favors. Where you know, if that gap was big enough between Ronaldo and Messi, you could say that damn on their decline, it would have the stage would be set for Eden Hazard to have the whole you know to 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 be the man at least for a season, two seasons, three seasons, where everybody can say this is the guy. But he's too yeah, close well- to them. And he, yeah, well, he, and he he's can't gonna shine. be yeah, he's gonna be I think he's gonna be incredible uh next year at Real Madrid. Uh Bro, so what are you, what are you doing on my podcast? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like I didn't open the door for you to come in and start slapping uh, you know my people he's, in the face like that. <laughs> he's gonna get loose out there. Oh in, my in, god. In Spain. <laughs> oh my god. It's uh it, look, I it, it look, it's just there's for for such a uh, a big club just the the fact that they have to deal with so much like people love seeing the drama you know with with Kepa and and uh, and sorry right but and, i don't know and, why uh, all that um the 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 you know the supposed uh, uh tips that he has with with Eden Hazard and you know uh, even sorry not even knowing who, who or barely knowing who Christian Pulisic was when when they when they were asking him about him uh stuff like that like they, I think, you know, Chelsea has to deal with, like, uh, you know, they, they've also been, no, they, they have, like, the bad press, the, the dude that we're yelling at, Raheem Sterling, uh, all that stuff. Bro, do you know so that that guy to- worked, that guy was in a commercial for Chelsea? If I'm not mistaken, like, <laughs> if if I'm not, if I'm not, like, if there hasn't been a correction in the story yeah, that I understand and that I saw, he is in, if you look at, at the commercial that introduces Rudiger to Chelsea, which is a horrible commercial, by the way. I do not encourage anybody <laughs> to watch that shit because it is pure diggity, diggity, diggity dog shit. Yeah. He's the guy <laughs> in that commercial. Then you fast okay. forward with Raheem Sterling and he's calling him this, that, or the other live yeah. on TV as if he could <laughs> hide. Jesus. It's like Chelsea's putting them on all the brochures. Like, oh, this is the pillar of our community. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's 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 tough. Look, I mean, you know, there's stupid. There's like idiot fans everywhere. But, everywhere. Uh, but Chelsea has to deal with like they just have to deal with drama, and it's Always. like that's that's what they need to like. They just need to chill for like a little. They just need to be like focused on uh, on the game for like just a, at least consistently because and it doesn't help. You know they have Mourinho for so long, and he, and he is a magnet for all the drama. So you guys haven't even had like a break. You know, even even nope. though uh, you know you got do look, y'all win titles. They, they can't deny that. Uh, but but when when like the the torch is passed, it's never like they they fumble it a little bit. It's never yep. like too 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 simple. Uh, I I don't know what it is. I, I it must be like a front office thing because I, Antonio Conte having the same sort of issues, like uh, you know all the disagreement. Like I, I, look, I, I I guess from from a business perspective, uh, and maybe this is why Sari like you can tell you can hear the frustration in his voice when he was talking about Christian Pulisic because he, you know, you, there's no way you can't feel like him. He's like. I don't want this dude. I don't want this American kid. He's not good enough. You, you you sort of sense that in in the way he talks. What you know when he when he spoke about him. But look, there's certain things that aren't in his control, and and it's sort of what's been happening in the Premier League now, where 
they're, they're taking away some of the power that managers used to have. You know, Arsene Wenger was like the last one that had every roster decision uh, and, and coaching decision and stuff like that. And now they're, they're doing what they're doing in MLS where they have like a general manager and then the coach just coaches the players and, and there's like a little bit less, less on their plate. Uh, so I, some of these old school dudes are not, they don't like that. You don't like being kind of told what players that, that, you know, are being brought in without them kind of deciding if they fit in their system or not. So uh, I think sorry, sorry, Conte and Mourinho were all in this like tough position and they and it's difficult to, to move forward in this, like uh, when it's like that rigid. Yeah. It, it, there's something in the water over there. And, and I think it even goes back further to, to, to AVB when Andres Villas Boas was was with Chelsea. I think it goes back yeah. all the way to there as far as you know, he had some radical ideas on on the the squad overhaul that he wanted to do and the attacking football that he wanted to play. So I I, I it, it goes I don't know what's in the water over there. I don't know what's in the building. I I just don't know. I have no <laughs> answers. So let me ask you a question. When you saw the lineup for Chelsea today, how did you think the game was going to go? How did you feel? Like, were you confident? Were you like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go? Or were you like, eh? You know, tell me. No, I, I was not confident at all. I mean, there's no there's no um, uh, Everton game that I'm ever confident <laughs> because it, it, it could be, it doesn't matter if it's Chelsea, if it's Manchester City, it, whatever. Like, I mean, just while a couple uh weeks ago well, I mean, the, the first game against liverpool the, the, you know how did that end remember when um uh origi uh, pickford hit the they hit the it hit the yes. goal post and it bounced up and he didn't know what to do so he he hit the ball back in uh, like it, just insanity stuff like that's that that's right <laughs> that's right you guys uh, should have beaten liverpool we well, at least drawn yeah. we, we haven't beaten liverpool in like a decade so, that's right. That's right. It that, came out to the end. That's right. That's right. That's that's like our title game. If we could win that one, like the season was, you know, <laughs> wasn't for naught. Um, but no. Once I saw the 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 lineup, I mean, I I didn't expect, I didn't expect anything. I, obviously, I definitely did not expect to win. Um, but the the I, I, you know what? So once uh Gonzalo once I, Gonzalo Higuain has not had a good start. Uh, yeah, at Chelsea, right? And he he really ha- he scored a couple goals, but doesn't he doesn't look like he fits in yet? Uh, and so that was I-, I wasn't worried that he was gonna score, but Eden Hazard, I mean, he's just he he's he, Hazard is um, becoming the the uh, what what's his name from um, Arjen Robin from Bayern. He Arjen Robin, uh, Robin, he goes from the right side and and he he cuts in with his left foot, uh, and and you know cuts into the left and then and then does a curler to to the to the far post and Hazard does that but on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. So and he did that today. I, I watching, oh well, yeah. So but he but he did it. He scored it um, last week against whoever they played. I yeah. forgot who Chelsea played. Yeah, the but, Wolves or something like that. Yeah, I'm just uh, like terrified of that dude because he's so uh, he has that low center of gravity, and I know that he's gonna he's gonna cut into the right, and you know you know it's coming, but there's nothing you can really do. But the lineup in itself, uh, uh, nothing about Chelsea uh, 
the one thing I do know is that they're not consistent. You know, they'll they they they'll crush somebody in Europa League, and then in the Prem they'll just uh, fall apart, right? So we caught them. We caught them on a bad uh, on a bad day. But on, honestly, I honestly think the Everton was more lucky than good in this particular game. Uh, so overall, I like I I was more happy with the fact that um uh uh Yerry Mina was in the game because I he he's been dealing with some injuries for Everton, but Mina How was incredible. How has he been doing overall, Yerry Mina? Because the 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 idea was that Yerry Mina and Kurt Zuma were going to dominate for Everton. And it seems like Kurt Zuma was dealing with a little bit of an injury issue not too long ago. And then he came back for you guys and he's been yeah. dominating. And then, but Yerry Mina has not. Mina was hurt. Uh, I it, I think it took him a little bit to get, because uh, he, he was signed um, uh, uh, right after I think the season started, um, right before the transfer window closed. Yeah. And the, so I, I don't know if he was hurt or if they were just like, getting him accustomed uh to the style of play and stuff like that but um mina has been he's been all right i think i don't know if he scored i mean he might have scored one goal i don't remember i think he did i think he i I think he did i do remember something along those lines that he scored early in the season everything what they so him zuma and and michael Keane, right three just big ass center backs right and dudes that can just straight up dunk on you that's that's what that's everton's game that they've been crossing the ball a lot more they've been trying to do that but they you know they they're not getting they're not getting that much like aerial uh goals and, th- and things like that so they, they have a problem scoring goals to begin with but that i think that was the strategy let's get these big ass dudes uh and and let's you know yeremino did it in the world cup he'll do it in, in the prem but it, yeah obviously it's not as easy because when you when you going up against these gigantic you know dudes from the midlands uh that that you know straight up just eat bread and protein their entire <laughs> lives that they're gonna you know they're gonna push you around this you know this thin colombian guy is not gonna be as dominant as no as but yeah he means pretty big though he is big he is big he's pretty like, big but, he's not kurt zuma big but he's big yeah but if yeah Mina's playing in germany he's probably having a little bit of an easier time playing against you know uh uh, uh hurt the berlin and like or whatever it's just like the quality is is clearly higher so he's he's gonna have uh, a, a tougher time but they I, I just i like i'm a huge fan of seamus coleman and and leighton baines and and a little bit of a, a more um uh, uh especially defenders like uh, wing backs that can like that are just good on the ball and when when you have these three big dudes you're not really seeing much technical ability from the back mm. so everton they have a tough time like just holding the ball nowadays, like they're, they're, like possession is not really their game. Um, and up front, like yo, I cannot stand Theo Walcott. Like <laughs> I'm just done with him. He is. And he was a like, huge he, signing for you guys. He was huge. I mean, he was supposed to just like he wasn't getting minutes at Arsenal. Nope. All right, put him put him on another club, and then it's you know uh, yeah he, maybe he'll do a little bit better if it with more minutes. But the dude's done, man. I, like he he's not as fast as he used to be. He's not like he's not as accurate. He's just like not really create. He can't create chances for himself anymore, uh, and it's frustrating to watch. I, like I'm, I'm just sort of done with him. I'd like um, this dude uh, Bernard, 
uh he's a player uh, for you guys he is a player yeah yeah he's he's good but he's like he should probably be playing in steel walkout position but uh he is more uh he's honestly he's he's like a bit too small i i uh, he gets pushed around a lot. Uh, Kurt, like uh, Kurt Zuma. Rudiger was uh, was on his ass today. Yeah, Rudiger yeah. was so, all over him today. But let me ask you a question. So the first half, I saw like I saw the same thing that everybody saw. I'm like, we look good. Where I believe that we played some of the best football that we've ever played, minus not scoring. But I'm like, goddamn, like they're playing some of the best football. So. Let's move with this momentum. Let's keep this momentum going. And eventually, Everton is going to break down and the goals are going to start coming. And it must have been... I don't know what your manager, uh, Marco Silva, said in the locker room. I don't know what Sorry didn't say in the locker room or the dressing room. But, bro, when Everton came out, it, it they came out as if... As if they they you know, that Chelsea owed them money. They you guys <laughs> jumped on us like I've never seen, and it was from the first whistle. It was go 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 go. Is this normal for you guys? Is this something that that that, that is this a, a typical response for Everton? Because it was I, a I, night and day shift. Yeah, I think there's a. I think Ever- Everton has a. Uh, um, like an, an inferiority complex, right? Well, especially when they play against the the big teams, they they go in, they go in playing a lot of teams. Uh, I mean, look when when they play with uh, what they had a four, they play a four five one. So they they knew they were gonna have a tough time in the midfield. So look, I I, I don't know what exactly Silva's telling them, but what he should be telling them is like, yo, you guys have nothing to lose. Like you're there's what is there's like seven or eight games in the season left. You're not going to get relegated. You're not going to get into any uh, spot for, for Europe. Just who cares? Just play. Have have a good time. Like I don't. I don't. I think they 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 went in in that in that second half to just like whatever. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens when we commit way more players forward. Let's see when what, what happens when we put a, a little pressure. Like Chelsea. Chelsea's good. They're not the you know they're not the greatest team ever. Easy. And, and, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They're, they're, okay, Jesus. I'm sorry. They're the greatest team ever. I, I didn't sorry, see that either. But come on, bro, you come in here. This is this but is no, a Chelsea. Make, po- the make, disrespect, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they make mistakes. That's all I'm saying. You saw uh, with Marcus Alonso. Marcus Alonso. Oh he can't really defend. He, oh he ain't, he's not God. the best. Oh my. He makes. God. He has. He, he, he has his issues. So, <laughs> uh, you know, Jorginho, uh, uh, even though they talk talk him up all day, and sorry, loves him, but they the team is a little. They play uh, a little bit different. A little they, they, like well, I don't well, know how great the chemistry is when he's there. But well, for me, look, like, like oh, have, hold on, Wait, let, let's yeah. let's take a pause because I gotta clear this up because for for the Jorginho, there. Okay, so in in Chelsea, at least in Chelsea Twitter, there's and and it seems like every single game, um, on NBCSN. It's like every single announcer, no matter where we go, is always with the same shit. Jorginho and Conte. Jorginho and Conte. Look, is Jorginho is the he's got to be one of the if not, I would put his frustration right up there with Eden Hazard on what he on like this season. Reason being, 
he and Sari know exactly how this game is supposed to be played under Sari. And Jorginho has a lot of old reflexes that he, you know, that he, that these first time passes, the way the game is supposed to move as he played it in Napoli. So now he's at Chelsea and he's got to second guess himself. He's got to go through all of these different uh, emotions rather than just being robotic and playing the way he knows how to play. And, and, and I don't mean robotic as stiff, but robotic meaning automatic. Yeah, yeah. And he can't do that because these guys, especially Ross Barkley, especially Marcus <laughs> Alonso, and fucking, and, 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 and I mean, I want to, bro, the sorry three musketeers, Barkley, Alonso, and Pedro, are the most frustrating. I, I don't <laughs> know what the hell Sorry sees. I would love to put Sorry's glasses on and see what the hell he sees in these three guys. I don't understand. They are shit. They've been shit all season. Marcus Alonso, in the summer, I saw Emerson playing, and I knew Emerson should be the starter over Marcus Alonso. And that was in the summer. And now we are here March 17th, and this guy is still playing. I don't understand. I don't understand. So when when going back to Jorginho, this whole Jorginho, he knows how this system is supposed to be. I'm not, okay, I'm not even saying that he's our best player. I'm not saying anything of that nature. I'm not being an apologist. What I am saying is I understand if he's not playing to the best of his abilities because as somebody that knows how this game is supposed to be played in this system. He's got to be frustrated when he's so accustomed to making yeah. a pass, a move, well, a uh, look, and it's and not that's the there. Thing. I'm, and I'm definitely not saying that Jorginho's trash or, or really like uh, Chelsea doesn't really have like straight up trash players that don't belong. Yeah, there's a guy league. named Marcus Alonso. <laughs> Marcus Alonso. <laughs> But there, they it's it's like you said. There's a chemistry issue, and and I think it's it's all relative to the drama that Chelsea has to deal with to begin with. And when they when they lose most of the bad loss, didn't they lose terribly to Man, Man City or somebody recently? Uh, I don't remember who it was. Uh, whatever. But when they deal with some of those terrible losses, when they deal with the stuff with Ke- Kepa and all that stuff, it's like they they can't. There's like clearly something wrong. Like. Either either players like whether it's maybe Kante and uh, and Jorginho and maybe the the issues with Kante you know maybe wanting to play in that position or or it's just this clearly just something wrong uh, and and it's it's a shame and look I mean I'm I'm not a uh, I'm a, I'm kind of a fan of Pedro I, I like watching um, him play and, you want and, him and, I sell him to you <laughs> dude I would take him in a heartbeat to be honest I Pedro can. Score and he can he's, no. he scored some bangers. So uh, there's nobody there's nobody like I'm trying to even remember who uh, on Everton has scored a goal outside from outside the box. How many this year? Like there's just like rarely any. So uh, I I would take him instantly. Oh my god, I, that, bro! This trust me, trust me when I tell you this. As somebody that watches Chelsea religiously, week in week out, minute after minute, second for second. Trust me, <laughs> you would regret that decision in a heartbeat. This guy is—he's—it's—it's it's over for him. Ross Barkley, 
Was he good for Everton? Because I remember him being good. Before his he injury, was. I remember him being a good, good player. And now he, he, this guy is a waste of time. He doesn't, I don't think he's a uh, – I don't think he really fits in with Chelsea. But with Everton, he was good. He, he was he – made, he made his mistake. You know what? At least to his credit, he was the type of guy that was like uh, – he, he could add some creativity. To uh, you know, he he would play basically the, like the number, the number ten role or yep. whatever, uh, and he was able to add some sort, some a little bit of flair. Him and Lukaku would connect. Uh, so he was he was fun to watch. He would definitely lose the ball a lot, and that was really frustrating. But with Chelsea, he they, he doesn't have that. That's not his responsibility. He's not there to create anything. He's just like uh, you know, hold on to. Chelsea has they have a much more. Uh, kind of, you know, we're not here to like. It's like ne- if Neymar played at Chelsea, he wouldn't be, you know, he wouldn't be doing all the Neymar nonsense. Like that, the Chelsea they, they play a little bit more of a of a, a strict and rigid kind of system. Uh, so so Ross Barkley uh, is not going to do anything crazy. He, he like to me, Ross Barkley not is not necessarily at least now with, with Chelsea, he's not going to lose you games. Um, oh. but he's not he's not going to get you goals like i mean because he, he he was at everton it was the opposite he, they, he, they were they relied on him uh to really create and to uh, and to put some uh to put some away yeah no for us is he's been uh, you know what i always say this if ross barkley was our third choice left center mid no problem no problem sure. but <laughs> According to Maurizio Sarri, he's not that guy. According to Maurizio Sarri, he is the guy to play left center mid. He's our first choice as opposed to being our third choice. Um, whether that has to do with Ruben Loftus-Cheek's injuries or not, it's just frustrating that that this guy, he, he provides nothing. He provides nothing. <laughs> Zero. Hey. He sort of, yeah, you know what? I can't even argue with you there. He like kind of provides nothing to that to to a Chelsea nothing. team. <laughs> it's like we're playing we're playing down. You know, I mean, well, Marcus Alonso, you're already minus two players. Forget forget <laughs> one. You're down two players. Then you got Ross Barkley. It's like minus you know a half a player. Then you had Pedro in there. The guy runs for nothing. He's a runner for nothing. At least. Ngolo, as opposed to N'Golo Kante. N'Golo Kante busts his ass, runs his yeah. ass off, and it shows. He's everywhere. He's, you know, he played excellent. I mean, I, I say excellent, but I don't necessarily mean excellent. He played well today. I didn't have a problem with N'Golo Kante. I have I mean, a most, problem with yeah, most. fucking Pedro. <laughs> what are you going to do, man? Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just I'm happy I, I'm I'm here celebrating a victory, an average victory. Was that Doesn't a penalty what team. for you? Uh, be honest. You know what? I'll be you know I'll be honest. Uh, no, I don't think it was. Yeah, I think it, 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 it either either it's not or it's crazy crazy soft. Uh, that's you know. But again, if you don't have uh, you know you don't have VAR. This is this is it. This is what you got to deal with. I, I like the Premier League. They don't want to. They've had what two two opportunities the last two years to to adopt VAR, yeah, to adopt it, and then they chose not to. So like every when people complain about calls, I'm like, yo, well, I, I don't know 
is I guess you like this. This is what you prefer. So it is what it is. Yeah, no, I uh, I'm not a I, I everybody listening to this podcast knows I am not the biggest I I am not the biggest uh, Marcus Alonso supporter or fan, and I felt like a it's his fault because he was even playing the game like. Bro, like, he should have not even been playing. He goes 90 minutes on Thursday, and then sorry in his infinite wisdom, decides he can go 90 minutes on Sunday. Um, and yeah, he was, get, he was getting cooked all game, man, oh, especially by Richarlison. Oh, oh my God. It's, I don't – I don't – I just don't know. I don't know. And then, oh, by the way, he just signed a five-year contract in October. What the <laughs> – you see what I mean? Like, this is what I'm saying when when – we're supposed to be an elite team. We're supposed to be an elite team. I am told that this team is supposed to be is, is elite. Is one of the best yeah, teams in Europe. But, but we have Marcus Alonso signing a five year contract. But they had they had to do that because of the the transfer ban. There's a bunch of weird decisions uh, that are going to come up the next couple uh, the next couple months, and it's it's just the transfer ban. Why did why did Christian Pulisic sign for you know why did they pay that much? It was like well. We, we need to get somebody they need. They did it for business a little bit for, you know, uh, uh, for what you call it, for like actual tactical play and, and the quality of the player. But if, if, if Christian Pulisic goes to any other club, he doesn't go for that kind of money. But Chelsea's in the position they're in. So uh, teams are just going to bend them over and take them for, you know, everything they got. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh my God! So at the end of the ninety minutes, um, it's it, it, at the end of the ninety minutes. Did you feel like hell yeah we won this game, or did you feel mostly like whoo we got lucky here, boys? How the hell did this happen? How did you I feel? Think after- after the first half, I was like, "Oh, all right, we're still. <laughs> we didn't give up. A- <laughs> this is crazy." Uh, no, I yeah, I was just uh, yeah, I'm happy about it i mean look even even after the pe- even after the penalty the you know keppa did stop it yeah, right and uh and luckily bounced it in front of uh guilty but there's, who chilled there's never- he chilled he was so calm <laughs> he was like oh you saved it huh nice nice yeah Here, how about this one he chilled so hard i don't know where any none of i, I don't know where my defenders were i don't i don't even know to be <laughs> honest with you i don't even know in that spot if they could have really if they would have put on the boost, if anybody, I think I think David Luiz was the closest one. If he could have hustled to to make a difference, I re- I really don't know. I really don't yeah. know. But it was uh yeah the, after the game I'm yeah you just have to be like all right I can't you know I'm surprised we got three points here. Uh, definitely did not expect that, especially with what that first half looked like. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know I, again like I said before, Everton they have nothing to play for. They should all they they really should you know my my biggest complaint about Everton is like they they don't really give uh, too many young players uh, an opportunity mm-hmm. uh, at least Marco uh, Silva does not so like Adam Lookman yeah uh, Lookman is a is a uh, just a great kid that came up through the Everton Academy he 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 had gotten loaned to RB Leipzig and he was doing great there and then they they brought him back to not play him like. like this sure makes no sense. Uh, so, uh, Tom Davies is another kid that was was doing great under uh, uh, under Big Sam. Even under Big Sam, he was getting Big more Sam. minutes. <laughs> so that, it's like yeah, stuff like Davies. That. I do remember that name for you guys. Uh, 
so it's just like there's there's no growth they're like there's no like future uh necessarily they, they're like they're trying to just like write the ship and i think because you know uh they're they're everton is they're, they're gonna build a new stadium for them uh i think they're figuring that out so i think they they just want they want to be like one of these uh they want to be in the top six they want to be in that conversation uh but they're not like I, I i feel like they're not sticking to what they like their their roots and 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 like giving the the you know the hometown kids a chance and 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 stuff like that and giving the academy kids a chance so uh all, look even beating chelsea does not give me any confidence mm. in the the next couple games uh it, it, it's not not that chelsea's a bad team it's just uh the you don't you feel know, like you can ever, build ever, from here yeah everton are are much more inconsistent than uh than even chelsea are so uh it's a it's a good win it should do something for the confidence but i'm already looking towards the next season <sighs> so am i my friend so am i i'm, yeah. I'm just i i'm looking forward to finding out I, I me just my personality i hate indecision i hate being in the middle i hate not you know knowing what's gonna happen next um and right now with chelsea it's like i i want to get to the summer and i want to get to next season so the eden hazard drama can be resolved one way or the another the transfer ban situation can be either resolved, not resolved meaning going away or that we get it for the summer or we don't. I just want, do we even have Maurizio Sarri as our manager next season? I just want to know what the hell is going on. Um, but unfortunately, we got to wait, man. We got to wait. Yeah, exactly. My man, Christian, where can, um, where can people find the soccer hooligans? So it's soccer cooligans. Cooligans. My bad. My bad. My bad. All good. All good. So it's uh. At, so at how can I make hooligans. that mistake? Amateur. <laughs> people make it. People make it all the time. It's all. It's all good. So at soccer cooligans, uh, myself, uh, and Alexis Guerreros, who's he's a Cuban comedian, uh, and and we talk about soccer. We mostly talk about American soccer and um, uh, soccercooligans.com, and we we do uh, we also do stand up. Uh, we travel all over the country doing we do shows together we do shows separately uh so we're, we're really trying to like merge soccer and comedy uh and it's so far it's going well man we, we we interview uh players we've had like um uh you know we, we we went to fc dallas we interviewed a bunch of those players we we were oh. at uh, we've had nycfc players rebel players we had Al alexi lawless on the show Kyle Martinez, i saw that everybody uh so we're, we're having a lot of fun with it man and we're trying something i think uh, that's a little a little different and a little uh, more unique, but you know, trying to get, trying to give uh, the soccer world some uh, some love from from the comedy scene because I think that's always been a thing that's been missing. You guys should link up with Ian Edwards. We Ian Ian's done our show twice. Dope! That's yeah, so yeah, dope. Yeah. Ian Edwards, for <laughs> you guys don't know, he is a comedian and also a massive, massive, massive soccer football fan. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big man, Manchester United. Manchester United. Yeah, I think he's from, he's Jamaican. No, he's Jamaican or Bahamian. One of the two. He he's uh he's Jamaican, but he raised in in uh, uh where was he raised? I think in I don't not in Manchester, but somewhere in London. Yeah, I, I, and then he came over. I I don't know. I I I know him from from Rogan. So I I know his yeah. story from Rogan. 
Um, all right, my man, and, and your Twitter handle, how do we find it? At Chris Polanco on, on Twitter, at Christian underscore Polanco on Instagram. And, yeah, I'm always uh, doing a bunch of comedy stuff, soccer stuff. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot. 2019 is going to be big. We're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff. So I'm Dope. What, what's your name? Are you guys uh, going on tour soon? What are some of uh, your dates? So we don't have uh, a tour specifically, but we are going to. I know for sure um, this year. The next thing we're doing, we have like a couple like uh, charity events that we're hosting. We're doing one in Rhode Island for this uh, charity called Project Goal, which is like. Oh, a, awesome. Uh, uh, they, yeah. And they, they like um, uh, help kids like uh, play soccer for free and they give them like tutoring and stuff like that. And it's like a public event that anybody can go to. Uh, so that, that's at projectgoal.org uh, for tickets. That's on March 29th. Uh, and then we're going to be I know we're going to be in D.C. this year uh, hanging out with D.C. United people uh and and doing a show for them uh and we're just like a lot of stuff in the works so uh, if you if you follow us you'll you'll get all that info everybody make sure you're following them uh absolutely on twitter and you know subscribe to their podcast and everything all right everyone this is the end of the interview what up what up what up your boy is back thanks again thanks again to christian from the soccer Cooligans. I um I'm still learning how to be a podcast host, man. Like you think I would get I would have a handle on this now and I would be calling uh their show by the proper name, Soccer Cooligans. But shit, man, we're growing, man. We're learning, we're learning. And then also, I misspoke on the I just realized that I misspoke on the score versus Dynamo Kiev, it was 5-0, not 7-0. I started doing the math in my head. I'm like, who the hell scored the other, what, two goals? So, it is what it is. You guys know what I mean. When I start going on a rant, man, shit's going to happen, man. It's just a flow of consciousness. Who knows what I'm going to say? I don't even know what I'm going to say. So, but thanks again. Thanks again to Christian. Uh, make sure you guys go out and support the man. Um... And that's it. That's all I got, man. Chelsea, right now we're gonna go. We're going into a international break. Uh, some of our boys are gonna be playing Ross Barkley and Ruben Loftus Cheek. Um, I hope they enjoy their time. However, more importantly, I hope, especially for Ruben, that uh, he does not catch an injury or anything like that, another setback, because we need him. We need him fit. We need him 100% ready to go to play 90 minutes finally and provide something uh, offensive from the midfield. Really, we do need him because I, I, we just can't with Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley is our third choice midfielder. Um, he's a third choice left center mid. Sorry needs to see that. We, he's not anything other than that. I don't mind him as our third choice left center mid. Uh, I don't mind him playing the Europa League against, uh, against guys like Dynamo Kiev, uh, Pauk, all those other you know farmers league teams that we were played against. I don't mind him playing there. He's better than them. He's supposed to be better than them. But in games like against Everton, you know, games that are must win. When we're fighting for our lives here, like, you know, uh, we, we can't risk it, man. We need to put 
the ball in the back of the net. I saw a stat that we have the lowest amount of goals in the top six or something like that. Uh, I, I'm sh- even if it's not a stat that even if we're not the lowest, doesn't matter. If we're not amongst the first, then we're might as well be um, you know we amongst the last. I mean, that shouldn't be. This club is too goddamn good. This squad is too goddamn good to be facing the issues that we're facing. You know, when I saw the lineup come out, I figured, sorry, when I saw Marcus Alonso, I thought we were past this, man. This guy just finished playing 90 minutes on Thursday. And now you're going to play him again? What did you think what was going to happen? What did you think what was going to happen? And it just, he just doesn't get it still. He just doesn't get it. And I'm talking about Maurizio, sorry. So hopefully the, he has this time off, these two weeks off, and it gives him time to step outside of, um, you know, step outside of his office, breathe for a couple of days, and come back focused, reassess, and, and, and try to figure this thing out, man. And try to figure this out because we need to have Champions League football next season. We absolutely do. We need it. We need it. If we're going to have any hope of retaining Eden Hazard, which between you and me, between us, he's gone. Um, Between us, in my mind right now, he's gone. But only he knows. With the appointment of Zinedine Zidane back at Real Madrid... I can only imagine that, you know, how look at it from his perspective. His favorite player is coaching a team that he's always wanted to play for. He's 28 years old. It's not like this guy is 22 and he says, eh, I have my whole career against me. He's 28 years old. He's going to be 29 in January. If not now, when? When he's, what, 30-something? When? When can he play for Real Madrid and his prime for Zinedine Zidane. It's now. So, but you never know. You know, nobody knows what Eden Hazard's thinking. <sighs> we need Champions League football. We need to finish top four. And it's right there. We can finish top four. We absolutely can finish top four. Hell, we're only three points out of fourth. We're only three points out of fourth. I mean, we did. For all intents and purposes, we had a game in hand. And you can consider, I saw, what was it, my boy Jared uh, rationalized this on Twitter. And he's right. I mean, we lost a game that we had in hand. So what did we really lose? You know? But that puts us in a spot. Now, we have to win every match. We have to win every match. We've lost our get out of jail for free card we've wasted it today so that's all i got guys um we'll see each other soon i'll have a podcast lined up uh coming up and i'll talk to you guys again soon i love you each and every single one of you guys this sunday oh before i go this sunday your boy finds out if he was nominated, if we were nominated, because if I get nominated, that means we were nominated for the football blogging awards. Um, you might have seen something on Twitter uh, with the hashtag this, that, or the other. Um, 
thank you for those who you know who reached out and nominated me and that's it it's from now till sunday we all find out if i got nominated for the football blogging awards and it would be absolutely huge if uh we did if the show did if i did if we did um so let's keep our fingers crossed man let's keep our fingers crossed and so thank you to you those who did vote for me if you if you look up the hashtag i think it's something along those lines i vote for you know and then at all american cfc for hashtag best podcast best best new content creator something along those lines those are the different categories um you know so thank you to those who did and that's it we find out this sunday so i'll talk to you guys again soon guys i truly mean this i can do what i'm doing and i'm just a dude who can do whatever i believe it i believe in you put your mind and your grind to it and uh anything is possible anything is possible so thank you guys thank you to all of the listeners thank you to christian and uh talk to you guys again soon this has been uh christian from the all american chelsea podcast your boy is out kisses
like you be practicing on your runway walk. I've been in a care, been in a cap, been in the boxing bag. I've been in the veil, dripping the gat, been in the boxing mat. And I still walk around this fucker with not a scratch. And that's way more than I can say for a lot of cats. My name's Saigon, nigga. Break bread, motherfucker, for I break your fucking head, little 